0: Welcome to the Automation World Get Your Questions Answered podcast, where we connect with industry experts to get the answers you need about industrial automation technologies. The questions posed in this podcast series all come from automation technology users like yourself across the process and discrete manufacturing industries. I'm David Greenfield, Director of Content for Automation World, and the question we'll be answering in this episode is, does overall equipment effectiveness have a role in the digital transformation of industry? Now, to answer this question, I'm joined today by Sam Russum of Grand Tech a system integration firm focused on smart manufacturing, automation, industrial networking, and safety. So Sam, let's start off with an explanation of overall equipment effectiveness, a term better known by its acronym OEE. How do you explain it to end users across the discrete and processing industries?
1: Hi, David. Well, thanks a lot for having me on the podcast today. It's uh, great to be here. Um, So to jump in right into the question, um, what is OEE? So at its core... You know, OEE is a reporting metric and key performance indicator, or KPI, that's going to give you an idea of how well a manufacturing asset is running. So you can measure OEE for a single machine or work cell. You can summarize it to a production line or an area. You can even roll it up into a business unit or an entire plant level indicator. Uh, And there are three main components that make up your OEE score, which is represented as a percentage. So it's your availability your performance, and your quality. You usually actually, in like a, an OEE report or a dashboard, you're going to see the big OEE score number, and then you're usually going to see those three component percentages in addition to that overall OEE. So to go through each of those, actually, availability, performance, and quality. So availability is going to represent how much you're actually running and productive compared to the time that you were expecting to be productive. So so for the the sake of easy math, if we have an eight hour long shift with two hours of scheduled breaks, I'm expected to have six hours of total productive time, right? So if we have a two hour long breakdown during that shift, now I'm only productive for four hours out of my expected six. So my availability metric for that shift is, is 66%, four out of six. For performance, performance is going to represent how much throughput the system actually makes during that productive time compared to its ideal rate. So if my line is expected to make 100 widgets a minute, but it's only making 80, that's an 80% performance metric. And remember, that's for the actual running time. So in the earlier example, if we did have a two hour long breakdown, uh, even though we're gonna have a throughput of zero during that time, we're expecting zero throughput because the machine is down and we don't wanna double count um, a breakdown for both hitting our productivity and performance as well as our availability. And then that last one is quality, right? Which is probably the simplest. How many parts did I make that were actually usable products? So your your total minus your scrap. If I'm making 100 widgets a minute, but we're scrapping five a minute, that means that I have a 95% quality metric. So availability times performance times quality gives you your overall OEE score. And if you think about that, that uh, especially at the edge cases. That makes a lot of sense because these are percentages, remember. So if any of those components drops down to zero, uh, our entire OEE score drops to zero because we're not producing. It either means I was completely unavailable when I was supposed to be running. I was somehow up and running, but not actually making any parts or all the parts that I made needed to go into the trash. So any of those z- dropped to zero, the entire OEE drops to zero. On the other hand, if all of those are perfect, if you run the entire time you're supposed to, if you are hitting your throughput numbers and every part you make is a good part, theoretically, that should be the maximum amount of production you should be able to ever get out of that line in that configuration. So that is what makes up OEE.
0: Okay. Thanks for explaining that, Sam. So given the, you know, this explanation of OEE and, and how it's calculated, how is it applied and what is it used for exactly?
1: Sure, so lots of stuff. Um, OEE on its own is a a metric, right, a great single number to help convey how well a line is running. And that's usually very valuable at the business unit or at the entire plant level. Uh, You can oftentimes use this to compare like-for-like systems and see where improvements might be able to be made. So if I have lines A and B, they are generally the same, but they have very different OEE numbers. Uh, We can dive into each of those component parts. Do I need to improve my availability and reduce breakdowns? Do I need to change my machine parameters to improve throughput? Are there quality issues to address? So it tells us for for similar systems that might have different performance numbers where I need to look at that to, to try to bring those back up to par. It could also be very valuable if you are trying to decide if and how to expand capacity. So if you're wondering, do I need a new line or can I get more productivity out of an existing line and where to invest? OEE can be really valuable for that. So if a customer demand is rising, say, and you need to make a thousand more widgets a day, would a 5% increase in OEE let you hit that thousand extra widgets? If so... Is that reasonable? Can you actually get that five percent OEE? And what projects do we actually do to increase availability, or throughput, or quality, or all of those? And how much would the cost of each of those improvements compare to the cost of an entirely new line? Right. So, or maybe that five percent increase in OEE isn't really achievable. Your your team feels that you have really squeezed all the efficiencies that you can out of that line. In which case, we really do need to invest in a new manufacturing line. So. OEE takes what is normally this complicated decision around do I invest in efficiency or do I invest in new lines and it brings data and real time information to help you make those types of decisions. And, and one more quick thing. It's also important to note that a lot of OEE systems are oftentimes more than just OEE, right? So especially when it comes to things like downtime tracking. If you are already intentionally capturing all the times that an asset's not running, you might as well also capture the faults and the reason codes for why it's not running while you're at it. Uh, The same thing goes for things like scrap reasons, right? That can be really useful for answering the next natural question of why any OEE component might be less than expected. I only ran for 80% of the time I expected to. Why? Well, these are the top downtime reasons during that period. Or I had 90% quality during this shift. Why? Oh, well, because of these specific scrap codes. So it's not always just that one OEE number. It is also some of the metadata and the other inputs that you can put into that to give it context to help drive those improvements.
0: There have been some people in industry who have said that OEE is too abstract to be of practical use since it mainly shines a light on underperforming equipment but doesn't provide exact guidance on how to pr- improve production rates or capacity issues and what have you. Do you agree or disagree with this assessment of the of OEE?
1: Sure, sure. Well, uh, clearly, since I've talked about it so much uh, so far, it's, it's probably pretty obvious that I do see some value in, in the metrics. So I think it requires proper context and maybe some additional information, but really there, there is value here. So I do think that a common mistake I see uh, when people are installing OEE systems is that just by installing the OEE system on its own, that that's going to drive improvements And that can cause some stress and mixed expectations. I mean, OEE is a tool. It's another tool in your toolbox to let you know where you're struggling. But no, it's not a prescriptive system that tells you necessarily how to fix it. So for OEE to drive that extra value into your business, you do need some type of program and the proper funding around it to support that, whether that's going to be a continuous improvement engineering team that's focused on identifying and driving those projects for improvement based on OEE data, or it could be some more in-depth analysis tools that, once you've identified a problem, let you dive in a little bit deeper. So if you think that OEE on its own is going to come in and solve problems and drive significant improvements, I I could see where it would certainly fail to meet some expectations. But if you do have true ambitions to see some performance improvements, uh, then I do think that you'll find a lot of value in using OEE as a key metric within the scope of a larger improvement program, and that's where you get the value out of it.
0: Thanks for explaining all that, Sam, you know, you know, not only what OEE is, but how it's used and also the context that it needs to be put on to, you know, actually, you know, apply it uh, in industry. Now, to get to the specific reader question behind the topic of this podcast, uh, the reader was asking, you know, what role does OEE play in the digital transformation of industry? You know, What's your take on that? Sure.
1: So. One of my thoughts is that if you don't have OEE today, you're probably going to find that an OEE initiative is going to illuminate a lot of other roadblocks that could stop you in a larger digital transformation program uh, that could really be holding you back. So one of the nice things about OEE is that it can really serve as a checklist almost to see how ready you are for some of the more innovative and future-looking digital transformation initiatives. So... At its core, the data that you need to calculate OEE is pretty basic, right? Knowing when your machines are running, knowing how many parts they're making, knowing that they're good quality parts any downtime reasons. That's relatively simple information that really you, you should have on your production lines these days. And so much of digital transformation is around a similar idea of collecting data and putting the proper context around it to drive more informed decisions, right? So if we run down the list an OEE project is going to require you to collect some standard data from each of your lines and machines, which means that all those machines need to be networked or somehow communication enabled. They're sending this data to a server or system that is taking raw data and putting OEE information around it. So these core ideas of taking data from the field and turning it into actual information, a key pillar of digital transformation, That's all in there. Uh, Sure, it's not always using fancy cloud computing technologies or machine learning, but the the framework to enable those more advanced technologies is there in the fact that you're being able to collect and use and transmit that data. But of course, we often find that if it was easy to get this OEE data, you would already have it, right? So as you look at implementing a new system, uh, you might realize that you have islands of automation in your network, outdated controllers or data providers, maybe non-standard systems that are going to hold you back from uh, any digital transformation initiative, whether that's OEE or something else, right? So... Beyond the ability to actually capture OEE as a benchmark just to see where you're at in that data transmission um, piece of digital transformation, what role specifically can OEE also play? So if we do have OEE, how does that help us with digital transformation? That can actually really depend from based on what I've seen, kind of where your company is in their overall industry 4.0 journey. So the main concepts earlier about just having OEE being an automatically captured digital record of performance, and then using that data to drive improvements and change, that can really be transformative in and of itself if you're not used to having that type of closed-looped, informed information, uh, informing your decisions. Uh, In itself, OEE is not that type of modern transformative technology that I personally associate with digital transformation or Industry 4.0, simply because it's a metric that's been around on, on paper for years and you've just uh, prescribed types of improvements for, for decades, really. But it is valuable within a digital transformation initiative, whether it's as a benchmark to see if you're ready for other data enablement projects to make sure that you're closing the loop and that your digital systems can prescribe change, or just as a KPI, frankly, that you can use them uh, to measure the effectiveness of other digital transformation projects, right? If I now have people that are writing their institutions Instead of having to write their quality information or uh, on paper, that information is all being collected automatically. How much time is that saving them? Are they able to spend more value in the process? And is a paperless initiative actually improving our effectiveness of the equipment and things like that?
0: Okay. Thanks, Sam. Now, you mentioned just to go back on something that you mentioned uh, in your answer there, you, you noted that if OEE was easy to get, you'd already have it. So what makes OEE difficult to achieve and how can manufacturers overcome those challenges?
1: Uh, yeah, so lo- lots of things, of course. The, the devil's always in the details on projects like this. Um, when I think about it, I think there's three common roadblocks that I see that keep people back uh, when they're installing new OEE systems. I would say those are infrastructure, data integrity, and data contextualization and ERP integration, really. So... Infrastructure can be a significant roadblock just due to the expense, right? So if you're not collecting OEE data because you need to get more machines on the network or upgrade PLCs, you might find that the cost of that infrastructure and hardware is going to be higher than the actual cost of the OEE system, right? So the fix here and how I see people overcome it is to think bigger and to consider all of the other value beyond OEE, that those infrastructure upgrades can bring you and how that's gonna contribute to your overall digital platform, right? Any digital transformation project needs data. It's that simple. So putting the infrastructure in place to support an OEE program can also support the rest of your digital transformation initiative and that helps with your financial justifications for those types of upgrades. Uh, The next one I mentioned was around data integrity, right? So that can be a real tough roadblock. Maybe your part counters aren't accurate. Maybe the downtime code sent to OEE isn't really what stopped the line. Um, Maybe the way that the system counts rework doesn't align with the way they used to do it on paper. So if people don't believe in the data that is going into or coming out of this system, you lose overall faith and buy-in like really quickly. So it's important to consider in these projects that you do need to include some time for data validation and make sure that you have a plan for what you're going to do if you do find a gap. And that third challenge I mentioned was around data contextualization. And usually by that I'm talking about ERP integration and especially ERP integration for scheduling. So a common requirement that we haven't talked about too much around OEE systems Uh, is that it needs to know what product is actually being run on a given line. It's not always a requirement, but that can be really valuable if you're expecting things like maybe different OEE values depending on what SKU you're running and you want to investigate that. Or maybe you have different ideal performance and throughput rates depending on the product you're running, in which case, again, the system needs to know that to make sure you're benchmarking against the right thing so that information isn't always available when we start a new oee project and that might mean that some erp integration uh, is going to be required so really what happens in that case is oee becomes your first step in a more comprehensive mesmom mom system at your plant so having systems that connect to both your erp systems and the business layer As well as your automation systems and exchanging data automatically with the shop floor, right? If that is the case, and this OEE system is one of the first times that you're doing that type of interactivity, um, things could have gotten a lot more complex. And to overcome those types of challenges, again, the big picture approach can really help. So if you're saying, okay, now I'm connecting to SAP or Oracle or my ERP, what else can I do now that I'm doing that that I couldn't do before? Can I do automatic production reporting and take away the amount of time that people need to re-enter data? Can I pull master recipe data automatically to reduce configuration times? Can I integrate my warehouse management system? There's a lot of other things you can do once you've opened that door. Uh, The other tactic, of course, is to to make sure that you're starting small and building to that level of integration, right? Maybe having product context and detailed scheduling is more of a nice-to-have for the price, And you'll still get a lot of value if you don't necessarily install that from the get go. But in that case, you try to move forward with what you got. And then you ask for that next round of investments when you need it to drive the next round of results.
0: Thanks for explaining that, Sam. One other thing you mentioned uh, in your earlier response, you noted that a company's ability to capture OEE, uh, you see that as a benchmark as for part of making their digital transformation. Can you share any experiences you have working with clients in the manufacturing industries where OEE served as a milestone in their digital transformation process?
1: Yeah, of course. So the, the pattern I usually see um, actually kind of ties into some of my last response, right, where you'll have a broad goal of digital transformation. And to achieve that, you might oftentimes realize that the, the gap that you need to fill is in the MES layer. And a good place to start with that MES layer is more in your OEE systems. So, again, going back to that core idea, digital transformation and closed-loop manufacturing, we need to be able to get data into and out of our plants from external sources to be able to do that, be that connecting to ERP systems or that cloud-based machine learning algorithm. There's always going to be some components around getting information into and out of the plant that might be... Uh, uncommon or a new ground for a facility, right and you need to be able to do those communications frequently and securely. So your MES system is usually the main system responsible for that at the plant level, right? So your MES layer should be able to get all of the data that you need at the plant level directly from PLC connections or SCADA servers or on-site historians, etc, systems like that. And your MES is unique and that it should be the main information broker for systems outside of the plant, whether that be pulling the production schedule from ERP or sending manufacturing data up to a data lake. Usually that MES layer is, is the traffic cop and the data broker between what happens in the plants and what happens out of the plant. And if that MES layer is new to you, OEE can be a really strong starting use case to get that going. It does need that data from the shop floor, to calculate its availability, performance, and throughput. And as I had mentioned a little bit in the last answer, pulling that ERP data and connecting to that system is also a common requirement that can give you a lot of value. So because of that, it's not uncommon to start with OEE first and then maybe expand that MES layer to include traceability data or quality checks or managed recipe data or things like that. And then once you have that comprehensive MES, now all of a sudden you have a platform that is regularly sending data into and pulling data out of the plant and with external systems and business systems and things like that right so once you have that comfort and that method for sending data in and out of your plants using that information to drive action and improve productivity and doing that with more advanced on-site and off-site information systems That's what digital transformation is all about. And that is kind of how OEE can lead to the platform that really enables that for you.
0: Well, thank you for joining me for this podcast, Sam. And of course, thanks to all of our listeners. And please keep watching this space for more installments of Automation World. Get your questions answered. And remember to visit our website at www.automationworld.com to stay on top of the latest industrial automation technology insights, trends, and news.